So uh, my story began when I was born in the Netherlands and uh, I was raised in a very Christian family and I love Jesus, you know, from all my heart. But there are diff different ways I think you are raised up in, you know, Christian family. And it was more about, you know, punishment and, you know, if you do this, you're going to go to hell. And it really affected me in my childhood. I was always afraid. I was afraid that the sky would fall down and, you know, I would go to hell. And then my mom, she divorced my dad. And my mom, she just left me. And she left me and went with my two sisters. When a mom leaves you, when you're nine years old, you really feel not loved at all. I ran away from home when I was 17 years old. I was like in a bubble and it was super difficult because my dad was looking for me and the church was looking for me. And I was... Um, 18 years old, and my mom went to Norway, and I asked her if I can come because I couldn't stand living in the Netherlands. And um, I went there, and it was very clearly that my mom didn't want me to be there with my sisters. And she said, you know, you have to move back. And I said, but I don't want to go back to my dad. And she said, well, the only option is that your dad is going to leave you alone if you're going to get married. So... I find somebody that liked me, that I didn't like the person, I didn't love the person, and I marry him. And I didn't have a like a wedding, that with a wedding dress or anything. This is so difficult for me to talk about even, because um, I remember that day like the worst day in my life. It was so bad because you don't have anybody, and God tells you in your heart, like, don't do it. And I, I, I hear that voice clearly, like, Manuela, you don't have to marry him. And I thought about the options. Okay, I can go back to my dad. Or, you know, be here with my mom that doesn't want me. Or marry a total stranger. Everything in my body was like, don't do it. But I was so afraid, so I said yes. It was the worst day of my life. So I got married, and that person was also the worst person. I was not married for more than three, four weeks. It has been, you know, difficult for me, of course, uh, when you have... Uh, I got a baby, so uh, with my uh, first husband, and uh, it has been such a difficult time, you know, being all alone, all alone in a country. I did have family there, but they really didn't, you know, connect with me or anything because, in a way, I was not that Christian. I was now, I was like married, I was divorced right away, and then you have a baby, then you are even worse than ever. But, you know, I got to know people from a church that um, were Christians. And I remember going to their church for the first time. They were wearing pants. They had makeup, short hair. And I come into their church and they say to me, Are you a Christian? I said, No. Look at me. I have short hair and I have makeup, so I'm not a Christian. And they were like, Manuela. Jesus loves you and I just got a connection with them and they just helped me and they just showed me that God loves me and no matter what met the most amazing husband that I'm married to now for 25 years and that really just has given me so much love that my parents never gave me and I know for sure that God has sent him uh, because he showed me 
a God that is love, a God that loves you, a God that forgives you, a God that's there for you when nobody else is there for you. And I just, it took time, I have to tell you, but even if it started raining, if it starts storming, I would be afraid. I thought, now the sky, now God is going to come, I'm going to go to hell. I didn't fly for 20 years on an airplane because I thought the airplane will fall down because of me. And he would tell me, no, God loves you. Yeah, but I did that. So what? I did worse than you, and God forgave me. I have five children, and being a mom was the most difficult job and also the most fulfilling job I have ever, ever done. And when uh, my husband, you know, he's the one that came home with the paycheck, and all of a sudden he got a stroke, and he was running a very successful company. When that happened, it was such a difficult time, because if you can imagine... Being a stay-at-home mom for 19 years. And all those 19 years, I have loved to be a mom. So not nothing about that. I love being a mom. But there have been days that I felt like, is that all I can do? Not having money. A sick husband. He lost his company. And going in debt. And not even have, like, in a way, a self-esteem, you know, to do anything. Because what if I had been? I've been a stay-at-home mom, you know. People even in church are like, what do you do? Oh, I'm a mom. Oh, like, oh, do you know how much work that is? And you know how many diapers I've changed and how many windows I've washed and how many beds and dinners I've cooked? That is such a hard work. But what about thank you? Thank you, God, that I wake up and I actually can walk. Thank God I wake up, I can drink water. Thank God, you know, yes, I don't have money to pay the bills. I Maybe we'll lose the house, but so what? You know, we can live in a smaller house, you know. But, you know, thank God, because God hears that. God loves a grateful heart. Now, let me tell you about me. I love candy. That's my favorite thing. So I was just, you know, baking, and I was posting it on Facebook. My friend said, this is amazing. I, you should start a blog. I was like, what is a blog? I didn't know even what a blog was. I've never been into computers. I never liked it. And uh, I was so proud that somebody said that because when somebody comes up and say, you know, I think you're amazing at what you do. I think you should start a blog. I was like, I was like, that was like, I don't know, like the best gift somebody could give, give to me. So we went, you know, on the Google and we Google blog, the region blogs. And there up comes a lot of girls that are having a phone and they are taking a selfie in front of the mirror. And I was like, you know, putting makeup on. I was like, that sounds like difficult, you know, to do when you're 42. And I said, my husband, maybe I should do like a baking blog. And I was just thinking, I said, okay, let me think about a good name. And I said, passion for baking. And uh, yeah, so I started my blog and it was very difficult in the beginning because we didn't have money. So I just... Um, went to the neighbors and said, do you want me to bake for you? And uh, they said, yeah. And I baked and I just posted it on my blog and I just wrote about it. And and a year later, I was voted for Norway's Most Beloved Blogger and I got an award. Yeah, and then after two, three years, I started to earn money on my blog. And and um, today I, uh, I have, my blog is seven years old. For seven years now, you know, been working uh, in the blog business, I become more than a blogger. Uh, I become a TV host. I work, you know, I have my own TV show. And I have actually written 12 cookbooks. Seven years ago, I had nothing, you know. I started baking and it just exploded and it just started on Instagram. And, you know, but the most important thing between all of that 
it's about meeting people that just like, you know, come to me and say, you inspired me. Because God loves you. You know, he doesn't love you more if you have three cars. People will always hurt you. People will always leave you. People will always, you know, take advantage of you or do things that are nice. But the one that never, ever does that is God. And through all the things that I've ever gone through, God has always been on my side. And I tell you this, I always give God the glory. I want to, uh, we're, we're very honored today, and I want to ask if you would give a very warm Westridge welcome to my friend Manuela. Would you come on up and join me? <laughs> I need to film this. <laughs> I need to film this. <laughs> You're all going to be on Instagram today. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. So nice to see you. I don't have my glasses on, but I know you guys are here. <laughs> you did that to me in the airport last night, too. You kept I don't have my glasses on. So yeah, yeah, I don't have my glasses on. So, yeah. There is so much to this story. Uh, I'm so yeah. honored you're here. I'm going to talk you. a little bit later on about how we met you, yes. how Angela met you. I'll talk yes. about that later because that's a, that's a different story. Sweet Angela, the pinky yeah. girl yes, of indeed. West White Church. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's just talk for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you my strategy. I'm going to yeah. ask you a couple simple questions so they can get used to your accent. Okay. okay? Uh, beca- I have an accent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and you probably need to get used to ours. So yeah. passion for baking. Yeah. When did you start baking? I started baking when I was 12. Uh, well, you know, I was grown up in a family that we didn't have any TV or all that other stuff was not allowed. So baking was the only thing. And my mom was a great baker. She always, you know, loved to bake. And I loved to lick all the balls and get <laughs> fluffy. And I just uh, enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, one day my mom, she went to Norway because she had to go to her dad. He died. And uh, I was so sad I couldn't f- go along. And my dad said, well, you can maybe bake a cake. And... I have dyslexia, so I was looking at my mom's handwriting, and I thought it says like 12 teaspoons of baking powder, and it was like two. So I was like uh, baking a cake, and it was exploding. It was so big. And and, uh, yeah, my dad says, so if you and your brother that make the highest cake, you know, get a candy, and I love candy. I can eat candy in my sleep. I just love it. So I just won, and yeah, I've always loved baking, and I love eating good. too. Yeah, but you don't, right? You're uh, quite no, skinny. I do. No, I love to eat. <laughs> I always tell people, fluffy is the new skinny, you know. That's right. So yeah, that's right. So I, I, I want to talk about your dyslexia in a, in a little bit, yeah. but I just want to, I want you to pay attention. She's not wearing her glasses, and she's dyslexic. So this is going to be real interesting. <laughs> okay, for the next few minutes. So as your kids were growing up, yeah. What was your favorite thing to make for your kids? What was their favorite thing? They would say, Mom, please. Uh, I, yeah, I, I made a lot of uh, muffins and, and uh, schoolable you know, Norwegian, right? No, no I, okay. we don't have yeah, that here. It's like almost cinnamon rolls, and I just, I really love Cinnamon rolls we have, yeah. yeah those are I good. just love to bake. So, and the children, they, you know, they remember, and I have a son that actually love to bake too now. So, and they always remember, you know, it's just something, if your mom bakes, it's just something that you will always remember. Yeah. It yeah. is very cozy. It's like, you know, in Norway, we have something called hygge. We hyggeros. It's like we are enjoying us, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's so cold out there, you know, so you have to do... You have to eat and just enjoy yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So 
before we get to some of the, really some of the major details of your story, yeah. um, I just want to talk about a little bit about the success you've had and, and the look that comes with your baking. So yeah. uh, we'll talk about what happened seven years ago in a moment. Yeah. But how do you, you have 1.2 million followers on Instagram, almost 1.3. 1. 1. 3, yeah. yeah. The uh, seven years ago, you wouldn't, wouldn't have had that. No. Um, you have written... 12 books in the last seven years, (laughs) 12 books, all of these Instagram posts. How, how are you doing this truly Mm. with, with dyslexia and, and creating the look of all of this? What, what inspires you? How are you able to push through some of that? Well, I always have loved pink. So when I started, I started first doing everything in my kitchen, in the house and just on a, a bank. Mm-hmm. and a chair and did my first two books even there and then I just got very sick of the same view all the time and then we found a place that we can rent it was very cheap and I come in there everything was brown and I said to my husband I know exactly what I want I want to have a pink wall he's like what and we bought a color it was a Barbie color they call it Barbie he's like you gotta be kidding you're 42 no I want to have a Barbie <laughs> color and then he's like you know we need to have a real kitchen no I just want like you know I want a pink fridge he was like pink fridge is crazy but I just started that and I posted on Instagram I'm gonna make a pink kitchen and it just exploded and it just took off and it was just like people love it and then you know I have this dyslexia and it was so great because you know I write everything wrong and then people would say you're an author unbelievable you can't even you know write English and then I would you know say well I'm sorry I'm dyslexia what can I do with that and then a lot of people they would like comment and then all of a sudden I got a thousand new followers for one picture <laughs> and you know and it's just amazing so people, it really you know helped me great your followers were coming to defend you they and so that would that would add like yeah. another thousand followers yeah, so yeah so God has blessed me with that yeah, <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So the video, our, our team did such a great job, yeah. Daniel and, and Phil and, and the rest of the team, yeah. um, to try to encapsulate your story. But yeah. it was just a brief moment. But one of the ways that we got here is through a tragedy. Yeah. So your husband had a stroke mm-hmm. seven years ago. Yeah. And uh, you had been a stay-at-home mom for all those years. Yes, I was. And then suddenly you're in a position of having to figure out how to provide. Yeah. Um, just to give a little more context, Manuela's husband was very successful, mm-hmm. and when he had his stroke and he couldn't be uh, on the board of the company anymore, they actually asked you to be on the board. Over a period of months, uh, the board actually really cheated you guys. Yeah. Uh, so not only could you not provide, uh, but you were a million dollars in debt, yeah. and then you decided to do something. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the company went bankrupt, and uh, I uh, went into a board. Uh, somebody was jumping out of the board. You know what a board is, right? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I, uh, you know, was thinking about my husband, how hard he's been working, and he was there laying on bed and with a stroke, and I was like, I said, well, somebody went out of the board, and I said, well, what happened? He said, well, the, the company will go, you know, bankrupt, and I said, no, I'm not going to let that happen. So I jumped into the board, you know, to be board, and I have no clue in business at all. I've been baking and eating, and I kids, and like, what do I know about that, you know? Yeah. And then I just, uh, yeah, and then one thing happened to another, and the company went bankrupt because some people were cheating us that worked for us and then all of a sudden there I was and I had so much debt over a million debt and I was like what like I didn't I was like God I didn't even do this what is going on you know it's like but it's the best thing that's happened to me they did me a favor 
Your so, husband's, your husband's yeah. stroke and a million dollars in debt yeah. are the best things that happened that to you. That is the best thing that happened. I thank God for it every day. It's the best thing that's happened. Because, you know, when I, when I grew up, I didn't have any... I was, you know, abused. I was beaten. I was called names. I was bullied in school. And I didn't have any self-esteem at all. When I met my husband, I didn't have self-esteem at all. He was telling me every day, you look so beautiful. I was like, yeah. It took maybe 10, 50 years before I believed him. <laughs> and I wasted all those time. You know, we didn't have selfies that time with filters. <laughs> so, yeah, but, um, I, you know, God just has really... Uh, now I forgot the total question. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. You're, so, when I, something you told me last night in the car, I did not know. Yeah. Okay, so you started... You started baking, you were posting things on Facebook, yeah. and your neighbor said, oh, this looked great, but, but you guys had lost so much yeah. that when you, your neighbors would say, would you make that for me? And you would say, well, if you have the eggs and the sugar and the yeah. flour, I'll be happy to make that for you. Yeah. So you really started from nothing, like borrowing yeah, ingredients. I, yeah. In, I mean, in, I mean, like when you are, uh, you know, have a husband that has supported always, you know, with the children, me, and I was just a housewife, you know, having fun in the kitchen and work a lot. Hello, guys. It's a lot of work. United <laughs> wives, and you know it's a lot of work. And then all of a sudden, the husband is sick and laying in bed, and then you got a debt, million in debt. Like, what am I going to do? It is very difficult. And I was eating potato chips and candy because that helped me a lot. And I was eating and eating, and then I saw myself, you know, like this is not going to work, you know. Yeah. And then I saw my children coming, and I was okay. The dad is, you know, sick, not happy, is not himself, and I'm sad. And I was like, God, this this is not how I see myself ending my life, you know. I want to do something, and I just said no. So I'm just going to bake, and I always were baking, but I was baking even more. And then I had a phone, and I put it, posted it on Facebook, and then somebody said, I think you should start a blog, and I didn't know what a blog was, and yeah. that's how I started. Started, but it's very difficult when you don't have money. And I never ever wanted to tell anybody that I didn't have money. I didn't want anybody to know that how deep of the depth I was. So I would just, you know, if my friends would say, you know, would you come out? They would say, you know, I'm a little bit out of cash right now. Maybe next time, you know, we'd never, never tell them. And I would just started then the blog, you know, and I was mm-hmm. an awarded Norway's most beloved blogger. And uh, it was a difficult time. And I have an app on Facebook. It's called The Word of God. And I just get all these messages every day. Every day I got a message from God. You know, just what I needed. And it just, you know, helped me. And yeah. then we have Danny Goki. I don't know if you guys know Danny Goki, but he has a song, Hope, in front of you. And I would just go out every day and cry and just listen to the song because I just had to get it out. Because mm-hmm. it's very difficult when you are there. Like I didn't have family, have my family, but not family and not so much friends, you know. And then... Um, if you don't have anybody, what you do? And then you are still upon pain. And I tell you, it's so much pain to have pain. <laughs> it's so much pain to be in debt and you don't know what to do. But then I have yeah. God. And I just, you know, feel that God just blessed me all, all around. Yeah. And I just notice it. And, yeah, and then you have my husband that you maybe want to ask me yeah. a question. Or yeah, do you want I do. To I want to ask you about that. But before, <laughs> before, I, before I get to him, you, you have... You have talked about you were receiving messages from, from God. Yes. You were listening to, to yeah. Danny Goku who sings worship music. So you were leaning on, on those things. I'm leaning on every, those things. Every single day. Yeah. And that's really what, what helps you get through it this really, time. Yeah, because it is like if you don't have anything and 
And me and my husband, we went to a church. We didn't go often to that church, but we went to that church. And when you have so much pain, you know, I know there's probably a lot of people here that maybe have debt or you have pain because of your past. And it's so pain to have pain. And if you don't have nobody and then you have God, you know, and God sent people to you. So we went to the church and then the church was over. And then somebody said they have something from God. And then they were pointing to us. Here are me and my husband. We are deep, deep trouble with debt. We have five children. He is sick, not sure if he's going to survive. And then this man, his, the pastor, he said, God sees your pain and he is going to do something that is going to blow your mind. Yeah. And we just felt like, even now when I'm talking about it, I just felt like, wow, you know, this is, it's just... God sees you. Yeah, I just felt mm-hmm. it like this is us. And when me and my husband got married, we didn't get, get money g- gifts or something. You know, we didn't have many people on our wedding. But we got a woman that she gave me a paper. And she just printed out on a printer, and it has two rabbits on it, and it's holding each other's hair. Do they have hair or ears? Well, I don't know. But anyway. Rabbits, I'm going with ears. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on the paper it says, uh, together we are strong. And we love that gift so much because together we are strong. And during the time, you know, when my husband, you know, had the stroke and we had financial troubles, we just... Lay in bed, we didn't say anything. We just hold this other hair, and we knew that that means together we are strong. And, uh, yeah, good. so, you know, together you can do anything. And if you don't have anybody, you have God, and he's my very best friend. You know, standing, like, here in front of you, this has been, like, my focus. Like, when I was in depth, it's just been my focus that, God, I want you to fix this because I want to tell the world what you do for me. Because how amazing is that? Like, I have no education. I have no money. I have nothing. And I'm, I can like inspire 1.3 million people all over the world. Like me, why do you pick me? But I promise God, I will give you the honor because God has done so much. And I know there are so many people here that God can do anything for it, but you have to believe it. And if you are in depth, you know, he can get you out of there. So that's so amazing. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a, it's good. Yeah. And you, you shared with me last night that, that this debt that you keep referring to yeah. uh, just ended last October, and you, yes. had, you had said that if, if God ever took care of that, I would just tell the world. So yeah. I, I love that that's, you're, you're sharing that. So I do want to ask mm-hmm. you about your husband. Yeah, can I, because can I say yeah. this is something? Yeah, because Absolutely. Uh, I came out of debt last year, and you know, like, I have been strong all the time. I've been strong. And God has blessed me with so many things. So like if you don't have money and all of a sudden you're invited to a palace in Abu Dhabi, you know, and you have a butler and you are there and then... You so know. this is true. So they need to know. So you, oh, yeah. you were invited to the palace to consult with the pastry yeah. chef in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, I met the princess in Abu Dhabi. They invited me, you know, and it's just like I've been invited to so many things. And that is because... During all those seven years, I was so tired sometimes because I've been working. It's not like I work eight hours. I work like 18 hours more. And I saw my husband was tired. And then God, he just sent people. So he just sent people, even a princess, like, come, take a break at the hotel. You know, and I was like, and I was just there and I have a butler that could do my bed. It's like crazy. But, you know, like, but the thing is, you know, when you have all that I would give it up just to have God because that is just Amen. things. And all those things can be taken away. Like for me, things are nothing. I don't care about things. I, I care about how you feel in your heart and how you have it with God. And God is my very best friend. That's good. Yeah. I have, uh, that's good. You have such a great perspective. I've got time to ask you about one more thing. Yeah. 
And uh, you talk so wonderfully about your husband. Yes. I did not know until uh, we talked about it that your husband, when you guys were married, he was an atheist. Yes. And so you were raised in what you refer to as a Christian home, but yet it was very strict. It was yeah. all about rules. It made you afraid you were going to hell. Yeah. Even when you got on an airplane. I mean, you were, yeah. you were afraid you were going to die and go to hell anytime God was every, going to strike every day. you. Yeah. yeah. And then you married an atheist. Yeah. What have you learned from your husband as he has come to Christ? I thought it was so beautiful, the things that you have learned from him. Can you talk about that for a moment? Yeah, because, you know, when I, uh, I was raised in a very Christian family, and, and everything was like, you know, you're going to go to hell soon. God's going to come. The world's going to fall down. And people were selling their stuff just to enjoy a few days, you know. And, and everything was about, you know, how you look. And if you have long hair, you're Christian. If you have shirts and all that. And everything, I was just always thinking about God. He's going to punish me. and going to go burning in eternal hell. And it was nothing about love. And, 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 you know, and it was very difficult for me to, you know, grew, grew up because I didn't also not study because they were teach like you don't have to study. God is coming. What is the point, you know? So it was just very difficult. And then when I met my husband, he was like not even a person I want to be with. He was smoking. I hate smoking. He was drinking. I hate drinking. He didn't eat candy. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, you know, and uh, he was like sets, you know, we go with women and all that. I don't like guys like that. So, and then, um, so I first like, you know, I didn't even like a person like you to begin with, you know, and and uh, get back to your country, I said. So, and then, but uh, then I went to church and I asked him if he wanted to come because we became friends first. And he came to church and uh, I didn't know that time that he was an atheist. And I didn't know, even know what that word means. You know, I'm not so intelligent with that stuff like that. So I didn't even know what, the, and you, could, you didn't have Google that time, you know? Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> but then he came to church and then, you know, they were talking about God and how God forgive and he started crying. And I was like, get yourself together, (laughs) (laughs) and it's just, you know, and he was just like crying, and I just got to, got to know him more, and my husband, he has, he's from Kurdistan, and he has, you know, seen so many things, he has, his brother was blown up of a bomb, he has been in a gas attack, he has seen babies ripped apart, he has seen everything, you know, and he has just such a grateful heart, and then he became a Christian. And at first, I got to tell you, I was like, you know, <laughs> you're not a Christian because that is not the right, the right way you're baptized. So you go, because my dad said that, I was terrible with him, you know, mm. because I was not even, I went to the church, but I was like thinking the old way. But then I saw just how everything God did for him to change. And, you know, I just know for sure that he brought that man to let me know Jesus because I find out, you know, about Jesus in a total different way because he just had a clean slate. So he just, if I was saying, oh, God, you know, God's going to do that. No, this is going to be terrible. He said, no, God's love you, and he's going to fix it all. You just have to believe. Keep your eyes on the prize, and That's it's good. just so amazing. So yeah. he was overwhelmed by the love of God, and now the both of you are together. Yeah, and he, he, he talks to all his family. We went to a Curtis, uh, like a party. Uh, they had a Curtis New Year, and we went there, and then his old friends were there, and he was like, what do you mean you're Christian? You're like, you're atheist. You cheat me. <laughs> I was like, no, and we were talking about God, and it's just, it's just amazing, That's and awesome. um, to see his love for God, and That's good. and how he pray for all of us, and pray for me, and pray for everything, for me being here even today, and yeah, it's just so amazing. 
Well, I want. I, I'm so grateful that you would that you would be here, that you would fly from Norway to oh, come. Yes, and uh, I'm we, happy to be here. I hope you know the goal is like I really pray to God likes you to come here because I don't want to come here for myself, but I really want to come here because first I want to give Him the honor what He has done for me, and I also want to inspire the woman over here and also the men, but especially the woman because it's so hard to be a mom. You know, there are days like you know you never can go to the toilet in peace and quiet, and uh, <laughs> you know you you stand in front of the window, you see all those people go to the job with the, you know, nice looking hair and all that. You didn't have to take a shower for five days, yeah. you know? So, <laughs> so I know what it is to be a mom, you know? And Happy Mother's Day, Happy everybody. Mother's yeah. Day. <laughs> so, but you know, you just have to take time and, and to know that, you know, like now my children, my oldest is almost 30 and the youngest is 18 and I miss those tiny moments, you know, when the children are small, when it's, I know it's very difficult and I think it's a man's job to take care of the woman and to give them a free day or something. That's the, what my husband did. Every Sunday I had a free day, you know. And we just, just do today. This is the... For, oh, okay. Yeah, no, just. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we can start a new tradition. I don't know. <laughs> I want to I take a moment and pray for you. Okay, thank and you. And I want to ask our church if you would. If you, this Manuela has become a friend and God has given her influence she did not ask for. And it's continuing to grow. And I want to ask if you would, church, to pray with me that God would continue to use her witness uh, as as her influence grows and she's able to tell more people about what God has done. Let's pray for her. Father God, thank you so much for Manuela. Lord, thank you for the light that she brings into every room. God, I thank you for what her name reminds us of. Her name means that you're with us. God, that you're for us. And so God, we, we thank you so much for bringing this woman from Norway to Dallas, Georgia today to remind us that when things are so awful that we don't really even understand how to handle our circumstances, God, that if we can keep our focus and our attention on you, that you will encourage us, that you will lift us up, that you will bring us through in, in due season, Lord, when you're ready, when it pleases you and brings you the most honor and glory. So thank you for this lady. Thank you that she could be with us today. Continue to use her all around the world in ways that she never asked or imagined. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, thank Manuela. You. Appreciate you. Do you want to have yeah. that? Uh, you can take it now. Thank you. So I don't know what makes you stop when you're on social media, when you're on Instagram. Uh, we met Manuela because my wife stopped at a baby pink refrigerator, uh, if you can imagine. So my wife, I'm sure early one morning, um, had prayed and spent some time with God and then went to Instagram. That's typically the order. I don't know if it's the order in your house. I'm not sure. Um, maybe it's not always the order in our house. I'm not sure. But uh, so we had the, she started following Passion for Baking on Instagram. And then we woke up uh, one morning a couple years ago and Manuela was going to be at Mercer Apple Orchards in LJ. And we were planning on going there that day anyway. But with you there, we got ready really quickly and ran up and met her and got to hear a little bit of where her story was then. And she and Angela became great friends. I actually invited my wife to bake with her uh, a couple days later, which was a, a lot of fun. Uh, except my wife, who's not dyslexic, um, forgot to put the baking powder in a cake that Manuela had used $200 worth of cocoa in the cake. And uh, we're looking at the cake. The cake is not rising. 
And Angela, my wife, really wanted to lie about what happened to the cake. I put everything in the cake. There's something wrong with the cake. But she confessed, and they've been friends ever since. And, uh, and so it's been, it's been great. Uh, we put Hershey's cocoa in our cakes. I don't know about you. That's not what she uses. It's a lot better than that. And uh, it's, a, it's amazing, though, the opportunities that come when you're willing to, to stop. And we have I've been looking at... Facebook and Instagram. I love going on, seeing people's stories. It's a great time of year, right? There's beautiful time of year. There's birthdays, there's anniversaries, there's, there's proms, there's graduations. There's all these great and fun and amazing things going on. And then this week, though, something made me stop. I kept noticing stories of people who were saying, yes, I see all the good things, but my life's not going so great right now. I saw one single mom who just basically confessed on, on Facebook, listen, I, I have got needs beyond what even I should put on to this Facebook post. Maybe it's an Instagram post, whatever it is. And I don't know where God is right now. I feel like God is silent. And maybe in your story right now, you hear what God has done in the life of Manuela and you're thinking, yeah, that's great for her, but when's my moment? When's my story? Because you know what? I'm at the point of bankruptcy I'm at the point of illness. I'm at the point of loss. And right now, quite frankly, even on this day when we're trying to celebrate, I don't know if God even cares or if he sees me. In Genesis chapter 16, there's a story of a lady named Hagar. And she is Abram's servant, his handmaiden. And Abram and Sarah have been promised, he would later be called Abraham, they've been promised that they would be a great nation The problem is to be a great nation, you've got to start somewhere. And at this point, they're barren. They've not been able to have children. Isaac has not come onto the scene yet. And so Sarah said, okay, willingly, I'm going to allow you to have the opportunity with your handmaiden to have a family that way. And they were successful. And then Sarah turned on this woman. And this is not typically the woman that we talk about on Mother's Day. She was pushed out. She was abused. She was turned into an outcast. She's a mom. And she went before God in Genesis 16, 13, and it says she called the name of the Lord, and God spoke to her. You are a God of seeing, for she said, truly here I have seen him who looks after me. Jehovah Ra. The God who sees. No matter where you are in the middle of your circumstance today, you are not invisible. God sees you. He sees the moments of victory, He sees the moments of great success, He sees the celebrations, and He sees the grief. He sees the hurts. The scriptures tell us, the psalmist said in Psalm 38, O Lord, All my longing is before you. My sighing is not hidden from you. Do you ever just sit down and think, all I can do right now is just try to breathe? My heart throbs. My strength fails me. The light of my eyes is gone from me. My friends and companions stand away from me as if I have the plague. And my nearest kin stand far off. In Psalm 56, The psalmist says, but God, you've kept all my tossings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not 
in your book. God, do you see all of this? Do you see the hurt? Do you see the pain? Do you see the grief? Do you see how hard it is for me to even get a breath to look up even in this moment? And then Psalm 34 tells us, the Lord is near. To whom? To this great success. Yes, but the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. And watch what he does. He saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous even, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Affliction, trouble, even for God's people is guaranteed. But I want you to know today that God sees you and even your troubles have a purpose. You may not know what those purposes are yet, but someday you will. You may not know what the timeline is of your struggle today, but one day you will. And one day God will give you eyes to see and greater understanding. But no tear has ever been hidden from him. No hurtful word ever said to you has ever been missed. No abuse that's ever occurred in your life has gone away from his sight. He sees you. He sees it all. And I summarize just a couple of other thoughts from the Psalms without us taking the time to look in Scripture today. I want you to know what I see in Scripture is a God who will not withhold his compassion, a God who will not withhold his loving kindness, a God that has told us you will never be put to shame if you will call on him, if you will hope on him. He will surround you with songs of deliverance, the Scripture says. No matter what you are experiencing today, whether it be sweet or bitter, or good, or evil, no matter how long it has lasted, he has not left you alone. He is with you, and he will be with you until the end. That's what God will do for you. He sees you today. And we want every mom, and every woman, and every dad, and every man today to know that he sees you. He sees you in this place today. He's got plans and purposes for your life. Good plans to give you hope and a future. You can count on him. You can count on his love. And you can count on the fact that everything that you're going through today is going to be used for two things. His glory and your good. Romans 8 tells us, and we know that for those who love God, All things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. You have the attention of God himself today. The greatest thing that you can give to someone that you love is your complete attention. And today, the God of the universe, your creator, says, I see you and you have my attention Would you bow your heads and pray with me? With heads bowed and eyes closed, I don't know where you find yourself in your story today, in your journey. It's so inspiring to hear what God has done in Manuela's life because we're reminded of God's faithfulness. But I know that there are those here today who you're not at that point yet. Can I challenge you today to look up? Look up at the God who saves. Look up at the God who not just loves you, but he is love. He cannot help but love you. Look up at the one who wants to rescue you, who wants to deliver you, 
who wants to draw you close to himself, look up at the one who says all of this, even what you don't understand, is for my glory and for your good. Can we grow in trusting him today? If you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I tell you, he is the only way to come to the Father. No man comes to the Father except through Jesus. And he is the evidence today that God sees you because God so loved you that he sent his only son to die on the cross for your sins and to be raised from the dead today. He did that for you. He sees you. He created you. He knew you before your parents even knew you. And he loves you. And today, if you would but come to him for salvation, that free gift of salvation, you can receive him today in this moment. If you want to pray with me in your own words, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, would you just pray if God's putting this on your heart now to receive him? Just say, God, I come before you right now on this Mother's Day, and this day of celebration, a day in this moment, God, I was not expecting to feel this something inside of me pulling me close to you. But God, this is the moment where I put my faith and trust in you, where I put my life in your hands. God, this is the moment where I confess with my mouth, I believe that you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for all the ways that I have missed the mark, all of my sins, all my shortcomings. And he's risen from the dead today that I might live eternally with you. God, I give my life to you, but I am deciding today to follow Jesus. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if today if you make a decision to follow Christ, would you come down after the service and let one of our prayer team members know we want to we help you get started in your journey. We have a wall out in the atrium that says, I have decided to follow Jesus for people who even in just the last few weeks in this church have made that decision. Maybe you want to put your picture on that wall that even your picture might be an inspiration to others. And as we pray for the rest of us, he sees you, he celebrates with you, he grieves with you, and he loves you today. God, thank you so much for bringing us into this house today to worship you, to put all of our attention and all of our focus on your work and on what you have done. God, and what you want to do in all of our lives, challenge each of us, Lord, not just with testimony, but with your word, that we might pursue you with everything that we've got and become more into the image of your son who loved us and gave himself for us. Thank you for your presence in this place. In Jesus' name, amen.